are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, another situation, similar situation, you find in Acts, the ninth chapter, it said Peter had gone down to the saints that dwelled in Lydda. Now, here's a saint down there named Aeneas. And the Bible says he's kept his bed for eight years, said sick of the palsy. Well, now, you know, you'd been sick of it, too, if you'd had it that long. So he's been there all those years now. And Peter just walks up to this old boy now. And he says, Aeneas... Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. He's just reminding him what Jesus has done. And you know, that old boy just, I can just see him saying, you know, you're right. Why in the world have I been laying here? Just gathered up his bed and went home. They've been there all those years. And Peter's faith and the anointing in his words, see, lived not only in him, but it was transmitted a spirit of faith into that individual, into his heart, and caused him to rise up. And he was made whole. Then you find in the 14th chapter of Acts, the story of the Apostle Paul, where he was preaching there. And there was a man in his congregation where he was teaching. And he said, the Spirit of God said to Paul, that man has faith to be healed. This man had been a cripple. He's sitting there on the floor. And, you know, Paul could have said, well, you know, if that old boy has faith to be healed, look like he'd be healed. Now, there's something in that that we do need to get a hold of. Someone said, well, if he had faith, you'd be healed. Well, no, no, not necessarily. That old boy had faith to be healed, but he wasn't healed. See, sometimes it takes something to spark people's faith. Just because there's faith there doesn't mean that it's going to do anything. It may be passive faith. It may not be doing anything. So Paul just walking back and forth there, and all of a sudden, he just cried out, the Bible says, with a loud voice. says, stand upright on your feet. The old boy jumped up before he knew he couldn't do it. <laughs> he bypassed his intellect, just spoke such faith-filled words until that old boy just acted on him before he knew he couldn't do it. Got his healing. Been that way all of his life. Now, you see, if we would meditate on this and understand that God's Word is full of power, and there may be people that have faith. There's living faith inside them. They may even have the Word of God in them, but just never acted on their faith. I know I had, and I've told this maybe some of the other sessions, but there was a lady came to my meeting there in Arkansas and several years ago. She came up to have hands laid on her, and I was saying to the people that I laid hands on, I said, now proclaim before I lay hands on you how it'll be. Lift your hands and praise God for what's going to happen and say what's going to happen before I lay hands on you. Well, she raised her hands about like that and said, now I can't raise them any further than that. I said, why not? She said, well, because of this arthritis. And I just reached out and touched her. I just heard this in my spirit, see. And when I heard it in my spirit, I just acted on what I heard. I heard the Spirit of God say, yes, she can in Jesus' name. So I just repeated what I heard. I reached out and touched her on the head. And I said, yes, you can in Jesus' name. She said, whoop, praise the Lord. And her hands went up over her head. She was completely healed. Now, see, she had faith to be healed. But she wasn't healed. 
So the authority of the word spoken and the anointing of God in it, the faith transmitted, the spirit of faith, and sparked the faith that was inside her and caused her to act on it. So God's word is alive. It's a living substance. It's powerful. And it'll bring forth a manifestation of what the promise in the word says. Whatever we believe, it's like Paul said there in Second Corinthians 4.13. As we have believed, we therefore speak. And I think this is important, that we learn to speak the things we believe. Not only that, first of all, let's put first things first. You find out what you want to believe and start speaking it. You find it in the Word of God. Now, that's what I'm talking about. You find the promise in the Word of God that you want to become attached to your very being, to become part of you, begin to speak it. You may say, well, I just don't really believe that. Well, you may not believe it. You may believe it's in the Bible. Now, you know, you believe that something's in the Bible. Yeah, I believe it's the Word of God. I see it in the Bible. I see that Jesus said it. He can have what he says if he believes and doubt not in his heart. Well, you may not believe that in you, though. It may not be true in you. But speak it until faith comes. That's the way faith comes. See, you feed life to that. Even though the Word's alive, it takes your faith added to that to make it active in your life. And you proclaim it, and you speak it. So be bold to proclaim and speak what God says about you. And like I said, you don't necessarily have to speak that before other people. In fact, you'd probably be better off if you didn't most time. Because they'll disagree with you, and they'll think you're a little bit overboard on some things. So just keep it between you and God. Proclaim it boldly. Get in a room by yourself. Release that anointing out of your mouth and speak it. Mark, the fourth chapter, verse 24, Jesus made this statement. He said, take heed what you hear. It's important that you do be careful what you hear. Take heed what you hear. Don't just hear everything, because I tell you, the world is full of negative stuff. And if you go the way of the world, you're going to float downstream. You see, any old dead fish can float downstream, but it takes a live one to go upstream. Now, Jesus makes this statement in John, the 15th chapter, verse 7. He said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, it makes a difference when God's word abides in you. The life of God is in his word. It was the life and the light of men, you see. In the beginning was the word, the word with God, the word was God. Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. It was the life that lighteth every man. God's word in you, abiding in you. He said, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So, it's that word that abides there. It's not the word you cast out. You see, if he just said, if you abide in me, ask what you will, and it shall be done, we'd all had it made, wouldn't we? But you see, that word has to abide in you. You have to get God's word permanent, resident inside you. Romans, the 12th chapter, I think, makes a statement that I believe we've misunderstood to some degree or actually just haven't understood the total meaning of it. Verse 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to the world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, actually, it's the third verse I want to get into. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, I want you to notice the phrase, the measure of faith. He's dealt to every man the measure of faith. How in the world would you ever measure faith? Do you measure it in pecks or bushels or <laughs> pounds, <laughs> ounces? How do you measure it? And then again, you hear so many people say, and I've heard people say this, and I've probably said it myself many times, well, God has given us all faith, so we all have all the faith we need. Well, now, let's just wait a minute and see if that's really what it's saying here. He has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Notice it's the measure, not a measure. Now, did he give us, just give us all the faith there was? Somebody said that's the reason the sinner gets saved. God has given him faith. Well, that's partly right and partly wrong. Now, see, how did God give us faith? Now, listen to what Paul said. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Now, God's Word has to be filled with faith. If faith comes from hearing the Word of God, then God's Word is filled with faith. So that's where God's faith is, is in His Word. Now, to get that faith inside you, you're going to have to hear the Word of God. To transmit or transfer, I should say, that faith, the power of God, I call it the divine energy of God, from the Word of God into you, you have to hear the Word of God. Now, this is very evident when, if there's a promise in the Word of God that you didn't know anything about, how could you have faith for it? You can't believe for something you don't know about. How could a sinner be saved if he didn't know that Jesus died for his sins? How could he confess that Jesus is Lord unless he heard it from the Word of God? See, he would have no faith in that. So it's a mistake to say that, well, the sinners can get saved because God gave, just gave them faith. Well, he did give them faith, really, but he gave it to them in his word. He has dealt to every man. He gave this word to all men. That's what he's saying. He gave the word to all men. It is capable of producing faith inside you. But now, if you don't quote it and speak it or hear it, it won't produce any faith in you. I can give everybody a Bible, and they can keep that Bible, you know, carry it with them always. But if they don't read it, if they don't proclaim it, if they don't hear it, it'll never produce any faith. Not one ounce of faith. You couldn't believe for healing if you didn't know that healing was in the atonement. You couldn't believe for divine healing if you didn't know God had already made it a fact of life. See, God sent His Word and healed them. It's already accomplished for us, God's concern. But you can't believe any further than you have knowledge. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. All of this week, our book and CD offer is number 7513, a book and two CDs entitled God's Image of You. 77-page paperback plus two CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. In this book, we talk about God's image of you, what His image of you is. God sees you as an overcomer. 
You know, John wrote and said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, God says in his word, and John was giving you what the Holy Spirit authored, that you're sons of God now. You're not going to become a son of God one of these days when you get to heaven. You're a son of God now if you're born again. John said it this way, He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son hath not life. So it's that simple. If you're born again, you have Jesus the Son. If you're not born again, if you've not received Jesus as your Lord, then you don't have life. A 77-page paperback book. This is one of the chapter titles, Created to Have Dominion. God created man to have dominion on this planet. Read it in Genesis 1. Then chapter 3 is in the image of God. You were created in the image of God and in His likeness. You need to see yourself the way God sees you. Then uh, chapter 5 is speaking the image. You speak the image that God has in His Word. You say what God says about you. Don't say what the enemy says. This book will be a blessing to you. It's a book and two CDs. 77-page paperback plus two CDs for a total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kemp reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.